Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.
Welcome, everybody. This is Loud. I'm proud of Orlando. We are back. It's Tuesday, July the 5th, 8.38 p.m. Thank you so much to everybody that's online right now, live with us. Uh, and also, we have a lot to talk about. Um, some good, some bad, obviously. <laughs> I think after, after yesterday, for sure, a lot of things to improve. Um, a win against Nashville by a hair. No penalty shootout. Pedro Galese again being probably top five keeper in the MLS, probably if not the best keeper in the MLS. Um, somebody that we definitely need in the roster, whether people see Mason and Adam as possible replacements. Uh, I, I think uh, Galese right now, after the penalty shootout from against Nashville, I think he's irreplaceable, guys. I mean, the saves he did, it could have been worse for Orlando. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk the Pride also. The Pride went to Daytona. They did a, a tie. They started losing. They, they came back strong. And uh, rumors, rumors circling around Joao Moutinho possibly leaving the club. Uh, also, players maybe coming in uh, around the league. Uh, our biggest contender right now, uh, the one that we face next, Inter Miami, just did a huge signing. That it's a very exciting signing, I think, is going to be a very good complement to uh, Leonardo Campana, their number nine. So we'll talk about that and more. Uh, Dave, how are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. I am wearing uh, a shirt from the East Terrace Club. Uh, my friends over there in Stevenage that um, sent me this beautiful T-shirt. So thank you, guys. Uh Special thing that they have is you can send them a jersey from your favorite team, and they will transform that into a bucket hat. So I, you, those of you guys that have seen me with my Steve Inish bucket hat, uh, well, that actually was a shirt or a jersey uh, to begin with. <clears throat> a couple of shout-outs. Uh, I would like to uh, thank my friend Callum Jackson and uh, his girlfriend Holly, who came from Steve Inish. Uh, originally, we were meant to watch the uh, Houston game. Of course, when I got sick, they 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 went. Uh, they enjoyed the the atmosphere. We were able to watch the game on Wednesday. Uh, their their opinion of American football was a high one. Obviously, of uh, Orlando as a whole, they they really loved it. So I want to thank the guys for all the gifts that they brought me. And uh, awesome. Uh, so thank you very much, guys. I, I hope that um, that you guys got home okay. Uh, also, I sent you a picture, uh, um, Luis, the one holding the me holding the picture. If you can post that, because uh, this is this is related to uh, to Orlando City in a way. Um, so I while I would like to thank Carl, the Stevenage uh, support liaison officer. Uh, who the club did a did a did a, a good one for us uh, for for me? Uh, they sent me a picture signed by my favorite player, uh, Elliot List. He's a he's a striker at Stevenage, and as you can see, it says David. Thanks for the support, and he's holding on Orlando City scarf. Completely unexpected, uh, and uh, you know that that to me means means a lot. That they always see me as one of the guys. Even though I live in the United States, you know, I always purchasing, you know, my, my kid. That's my new kid. That's a, it's purple for, for this year, for the away kid. I would love to say that is because of me, but, 
you know, I don't know. Uh, so thank you very much, uh, Carl. Super appreciated. Um, and this opens the um, the discussion around the city right now. Is in talks. It's in interviewing to have our first uh, fan or supporter liaison here. That if you're a club, you have one. Plain and simple. This person is going to be dealing with all our issues as a fan base, uh, issues between uh, supporter groups, uh, independents or non-affiliated fans. It's going to be helping out on away days when the fans go there. He is, the, that person is also going to be coordinating when we have away fans coming here. Uh, instead of like we do now where we tag, we tweet or we email everybody and their mother at the club, we're going to have somebody looking out for our interest. So right now... Uh, they're in the second stage, and uh, the um, the person that is in the lead is somebody that I personally feel that is going to be creating that uh, role. So uh, so be on the lookout for that. It's it's going to be our club employees. It's not going to be somebody doing a part time or somebody doing an altruistic uh, position. It's somebody gonna, that is going to be on payroll. And uh, last uh, our U17s unfortunately were not able to defend oh. their championship this year. They fell in PKs in the semis. My love and my respect to the U17s. If you follow my blog, The Legendary David, you see that I went to see one of the games uh, this year. They, they look fantastic. And football is like that, cruel and unpredictable. So I, we're very proud of the U17s. I'm sure that they're going to be producing a lot of players in the future. Uh, and uh, the U20 tournament, the United States, my friends, it has crowned itself uh, champions. And they're going to be in the Olympics um, and uh, that is fantastic. We have returned to the Olympics. We have not been there almost in 20 years. Congratulations to the Dominican Republic, who are also going to be in the uh, in the Olympics. And all the players, uh, basically every single country represented, had a good representation of MLS and USL academies or teams in their rosters. So our leagues can feel very proud about that. And uh, the latest. Joao Moutinho, Joao Moutinho, my friends, is rumored to be leaving uh, Orlando City. Uh, several channels have said that this is going to be a reality. Obviously, the team has not said anything official. So with that said, with all that long-winded uh, introduction, I give the microphone to our good friend, Paola. How I, how I can follow that, David? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, great to be back. It's not a Monday, it's just a, it's just a Tuesday. It feels weird, but we're here. Um, and I have a lot of to talk about, so let's let's keep moving. How about that, yeah, Luis? Yeah, sure, definitely. Uh, let's start with Nashville. Um, honestly, I mean, there's a lot of talk about this game that actually intertwines with with what happened um, against um, against DC. Um, obviously, you wanna. You know, the trick on this game was to dominate the mid. And I feel like, I mean, this is how Orlando lined up. Uh, they knew that trying to cancel or trying to, you know, double guard Mauricio Pereira was going to affect the whole mid for Orlando City. And I think, you know, that's what occurred. You know, Nashville started uh, pressuring very, very high, a high intensity. Orlando was actually, you know, the, the back line actually was delivering. Uh, and, um, you know, I was, I was just very surprised at some of the decisions that the coach of Nashville made, you know, um, taking out Hanny Mukhtar, your best player, 
uh, goal scorer and, uh, you know, trying to park the bus. And I think um, that bit him in the ass, in my opinion. You know, uh, Orlando was able to win and go to penalties. And penalties are a gamble, you know. They're like a Russian roulette, you know. And uh, we have, um, you know, Panico is a great is a great keeper. I, mean, I think he demonstrated he was a great keeper on this game for sure. He's demonstrated that he's a great keeper. This last game against um, the Nashville had also he had a great save. I think save of the week, in my opinion. Uh, but we have Pedro Galese, and, and those, those are the advantages. And I think we have a huge advantage when we got into the penalty kicks, having players that, honestly, their ratio of missing penalties are very, very low. Like Alexandre Pato, you have Pedro Galese, knowing how to, you know, um, take care of those PKs, and I think that's the reason why we won. Uh, obviously, Rodrigo Schlegel coming in in the historic times. I think he cemented his 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 legacy in this club already. Uh, maybe not uh, to the degree of uh, being a heavy hitter as a player, but definitely being a player that gives you those type of moments, those last minute saves, those last minute um, strikes, and and and. You know, the whole I was there and the whole Explorer Stadium went off. And like, I mean, we were kind of like, you know, ready to throw in the towel, as they say. But this team never gave up, right? They never gave up. And they showed the same resilience as they did in DC. The, the, the difference is our in this in this game, our defense was seven out of ten. And in this against DC, our defense was maybe a three out of ten. You know, it was pretty much like an open door. Coding frozen, love is an open door. So obviously, that's how our defense was. It was complete open door. Um, I think, uh, you know, I don't know if I would ever put again a, a line of three right there in, in the back again. I think we should go back to our four line of four in the back um and uh i mean they they went off and they have exciting players like roberta right and that fifth goal you know he i saw glimpses of daryl dike <laughs> you know uh, nobody could catch him you know and uh unfortunately you know this is a team that we should have definitely defeated but again, guys, um, you know, and I've, and I've read and we will definitely talk about what, what was said on, on Facebook and things like that. And, and you guys' opinion, leave your comments. But I think our eyes should be on this. Our eyes should be on the U.S. Open Cup. You know, I think uh, we have a huge chance to get this. And I think this should be our number one goal right now. Um, it, it's, it's the most attainable target at the moment. It's going to be tough because we're facing a team we have not beaten, but this should be the the go-to, right? I'm not saying – I mean, th think about it. Do you prefer to go to playoffs? I mean, we can go to playoffs and we can go to the U.S. Open Cup. We just have to win the next game, right? And so – but we have a chance for this team that has been – this group for Oscar Pereira has been in the club for over two years, you know, possibly either stay or look for something else delivering silverware to the city of Orlando the first major title in history of any sport so you're talking about no Orlando team has ever won nothing 
not even an amateur cup. Well, Orlando did USL, but that's it. That's all Orlando has. Oh, and uh, Eastern Conference Finals in 2009 and then in 1994, 92, I think. So that's it. That's it. So I think we should aim for this. I think this should be our priority. We should have our A squad on this. We should have a cons- be more conservative. Uh, when we're attacking in transition, no one is – I think they're attacking transition. They forget to get – you know, in this game against DC, they forgot to run back. And, and, and they forgot to attack in a block and then defend on a block. I, I, and that's how I felt. So uh, we'll, we'll discuss this some more. What are your thoughts, Paola, regarding this um, game against Nashville that we actually won by a hair? We got lucky. Let's say that. Um, we got lucky by the coach, Nashville coach decisions. Um, they were, it, it like, well, like I said to my fiance, like, I want to see blood. We saw blood that day. Um, missing shots in the first couple of minutes. Urso could have had score that goal. I don't know what happened. Probably he felt the pressure and he missed. Um, but going forward, I do not understand how that ball from Mukhtar went in, but it get it, it went in. The reality. Um, they were looking, some of the, the defense, they were looking, and Galese thought that it was not gonna go in, and it went in slowly and painfully, because I saw it like in slow motion. Um And then they were like, oh, ha, ha, we want this, blah, blah, blah. Let's go and sit down. And <sighs> Rodrigo Slego saved us. Um, I, I got water all over me because people was jumping around and I was behind the Orlando bench. By the way, it was an experience, uh, like one of the best experiences that I have been um, in a game. I heard you can see like if, if you're a super fan behind the bench, you will see all the tactics from the coaches and, and what is the movement. I was paying attention to that. Um, but at the end of the day, we're missing that attacking piece because we could we could score on the after that 30 minutes of extra time. We would we should have score and we did not. Thankfully. We went to the penalties, and we won. Um, so we we're, we're just missing that attacking piece. Um, I think for us, our wake up call was from Cincinnati um, game last the the week prior. We rested Pereira. He came in, and now we move on. Um, to DC, but I'm not saying anything <laughs> as of yet. But it was a great experience. Um, I got water all over. So <laughs> um, let's see how it goes. I just want them to win Red Bulls. It's going to be a tough game. We're going to see blood as, as again. And we cannot wait until the last minute like Rodrigo did. Thank God for Rodrigo, but we cannot miss any opportunity with them. That's what I have to say. Sure. Um, honestly, um, you know, this is a, I want to give a shout out to 181 Creative. This is our photographer, um, Mr. Raymond, right? George Raymond. Um, he's been helping us out with all the pictures. This is a picture of Galeses, um save in the penalty shootout. And um, 
I mean, there's really nothing more. I mean, I think um, or Mauricio Pereira in this game, he was very important um, against um, against Nashville. But, um, you know, they DC did a great, great way of of showing him uh, the door I, I, when they play. You know, they know that that's our Achilles heel. You know, we have a, an, our number 10 is very important in the whole piece for Orlando. They take away our 10 and, you know, it seemed that the team wasn't sinking from um, the attacking third um, all the way through the back line. I mean, nothing was sinking, um, you know, but if, we, if you talk about Nashville, um, Orlando had a lot of chances, you know, they had a, a lot of good chances. Um, it, it, it was it was a game that Orlando had to do anything in their power to to score and to get this W and and they did right um it was a reivindication for Galese because of the Peru Peru didn't go to the World Cup uh, for sure and uh also again you know this is um Facundo Torres also being uh, very good he's it's been two back-to-back games he's delivering um quality football in my opinion he's been a, a, a difference maker um when he came in against DC the team came alive in the attacking third. Um, so I don't know what are your thoughts, Dave, uh, regarding this Nashville game. Uh, I just think that we need to take that attitude that we had against them because this is definitely a contender um, and take it against the Red Bulls. That It's going to be one of the toughest games we're going to face this year for sure. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, um, I would like to – Throw a shout out to my Twitter friend Denzel. He's a Nashville fan. He watched our last episode. He gave it was very complimentary of us the way we approach the analysis because our podcast obviously is not rah rah we're the best. It's three people that love football. They know what they're talking about. If I can, uh, you know, beat our chest for a little bit, and uh, you know, his words meant a lot to me. So if Denzel, you are watching us again. Thank you very much for for the compliment. I take it I take it to heart that fans from other teams, you know, give us that type of compliments. Friends, what we said in the last episode, it's recorded. You can go and watch it. We said CJ Sapong and Hani Mukhtar were gonna be deadly. That's exactly what happened. We survived the first half, six fifty second minute. Um, Hani Mukhtar scores and. Paola was alluding to how did that goal happen because life I couldn't understand what happened. Just like she said, I just I just painfully saw it going into the back of the net. And basically what it was is Hanny uh Hanny pushes a little bit on Rodrigo, who's losing his balance, and basically the ball bounces off Rodrigo and, and just goes in. How wasn't that an own goal? Don't ask me. I don't claim to know everything about football. Now um, one of the things that I told the guys before we started recording, Gary Smith was the manager of my English club, Stevenage. And I, of course, I was with friends from Stevenage at the game. And I turned to my friend Colin and I said, Hey, how come um, Gary Smith was fired from Stevenage? Which, by the way, his assistant, Steve Guppy, is a legend at Stevenage 27 appearances, one goal. Uh, played for them uh, in 2006 and seven after coming uh, back to England from DC United. Uh, and he said, well, the truth is, is that sometimes he makes decisions that cost you games. He makes boneheaded decisions. He, he 
basically pulls the trigger too soon. <coughs> Excuse me. And what happens? Prophetic words. On the 79th minute, McCarthy and Mukhtar are taken off. Leal was taken way before that. Leal was super dangerous all game. Uh, see, it's upon on the 87th minute. And what happens? What happens is what had to happen. We earn a free kick. And to everybody that left early, we keep telling you, you never leave early. You never leave early. Because you know what happens when you leave and you hear the roar of the crowd? They, they are not going to let you back in. Just remember that. <laughs> They're not going to let you back in. Because I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I know some people in security that told me they turned back 40 people at least Man. on the, on the Seagate. <laughs> they left, and guess what happened? Anyhow, uh, so Rodrigo Schlegel, if you look at, uh, at that uh, with uh, just a moment of brilliance, cool and collected, why I like Rodrigo Schlegel, so much is because he has been an agent of of never say never. A guy that we we signed from Racing, a throwaway player uh, in that organization, that they felt, hey, you know, this guy's good, but not good enough for here. And he has come here and has placed himself in the pantheon of legends for this club. This listen, Rodrigo Schlegel will never have to buy beer in this town. Never will have to. Uh, he, he will always remember, always remember as yeah. a great in end. Um, when that happened, when the goal goes in, game on, right? Game on because now Nashville has basically thrown all their attacking pieces, the success that was gonna put us away. Because we, friends, when that goal went in, we were two minutes away from the ref calling game, so. Uh, you know, the Nashville fans can say, hey, I, I feel that the ref, uh, you know, really gave you the game. Can we say the same about last year? Maybe. So, you know, what's, you know, it's it, it can be a bad, a good thing last year and a bad thing this year. Football is football and the, uh, the, the foul was well earned. And I'm not going to waste time explaining to people that should know football why it was. Oh, so, no, of course. I mean, that, that was a well-earned foul. I mean, whoever is saying, saying that, I mean, you got to you gotta be kidding me. I mean, that was no, a well-earned foul. Absolutely, Luis. And, I, and I'll keep it short because I don't want to monopolize the conversation on this. So, finally, uh, we, go, we go into, we go into uh, uh, extra time. And this is the point, like I was telling the guys before we started recording, that it, we need to go back to our first fans. Listen, I'm just like uh, all of you. I went to the guys of OC Fan TV, grabbed the microphone, scream on the microphone. Paola's uh, fiance did the same thing, chest beating, about to rip his shirt off. I, I get it. I was like that. <laughs> I was like that. Like I said, I was like that too. But like I like I like I was talking to Luis and Paola, and we all agree. Uh, we we had basically 30 minutes against 10 men because obviously uh, uh, Nashville earned uh, double yellow. Red card, yeah. that. And Don we Davis. couldn't put the game away. So we had to go back to all reliable, the PKs. We're very good at it. Nationalism. So we won. Football is a pound of talent. Uh, I'm sorry. Football is a, uh, yeah. Football is a pound of talent and an ounce of luck. So we won the game. Now, what's going to happen against Red Bulls? And, and with, this I uh, with, with this, I conclude. What's going to happen against Red Bulls? Red Bulls is a different beast. Rebels is first in the East. 
they got our number. They are an attacking team that likes to do uh, utilize the counter attack to break you defensively. We're going to be facing these guys uh, Wednesday, July uh, 27th at 7.30 at home. So please be there. I, I, I keep begging you guys, please be there. I Trust me. The following day, I was, uh, I, I, was uh, I had no voice. I had two meetings. I had no voice. And I was super tired. But my, my boys needed me, and I was there saying, here I am. And um, it's going to be interesting, guys, because we're going to have a game against Philadelphia at home the Saturday before. And if we win, hopefully, God willing, uh, on the 31st, we are at DC away on that Sunday. Meanwhile, Red Bulls is going to be uh, on the 24th, uh, a day after our game, uh, away at um, Austin, a game that they can simply throw away because they are in a good uh, playoff position. And uh, after that, they're going to be playing on uh, August 2nd at Colorado. So the advantage and disadvantages are there for both teams. Uh, I personally think it's going to be another. Let's go to the PKs. I just don't... I, guys, and I would like to know your uh, hear your opinion about this. Our attack is non-existent, and Nashville Nashville's arrogance. Gary Smith is the person to blame on that one. Their arrogance is what did them in. I don't think Red Bulls, after seeing this game, they're gonna make the same mistake. No, I mean uh, what Red Bulls, and I'm gonna give the mic to Paula. What, I, in my opinion, what Red Bulls is gonna do is they're gonna try to score the first 50 minutes of the game. I mean, and, and that's what Orlando has done. The last three games, I mean, except Nashville, but I mean, this last game, I mean, the the first ten minutes of that game, it was like two nil. You know, we can go through that. I don't know if it was, you know, a mental fart, a mental breakdown. I don't know what happened. I mean, uh, but I've never seen. I mean, it was pretty much saying, "Come on, guys, uh, attack, please, and score on me." You know, that's exactly what it in my, my opinion, that's what I saw. I mean, it was just like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Come and score, right? I mean, sorry to be sarcastic, but, I mean, that's how I felt. I mean, uh, and, I mean, we cannot do that against a team that is so dynamic like the New York Rebels. We, we, we just can't. We just can't do it. Um, we got to go and have a conservative approach to football. And I know we're playing probably – we're playing in our stadium, you know, with our fans. And another thing I want to give a shout-out is to the fans. Uh, against Nashville, they were the 12th man for sure. In that penalty shootout, I asked Rodrigo, what are your what are your thoughts on the crowd? like, the crowd needs to keep doing this. They help us out tremendously because without them – you know, if it would have been a dead, if it would have been like 2019 or 2020, right, pandemic era, this would have been dead silence. It would have definitely taken an effect. But the the, the wall was roaring every single, you know, to the to the opposing team. That needs to happen all the time. We need to make the, the people that are not from Orlando fear coming into our stadium, right, in a way. And uh, I'm delighted to hear that. But unfortunately, 16,000 people were in that game on 4th of July. Again, another good crowd that showed up in a, in a game that probably was in a weird day. People were going to be with family, like myself, and couldn't obviously go to the game. Um, 
you know, 16,000 people. And this is not, in my opinion, especially it was 4th of July against a team that it was like that last in the East almost. Um, those are things that we need to definitely take a look at and do not commit those mistakes ever again. The turnover rate for Orlando City on that game was tremendously bad. It was bad the first half of Nashville's. It became worse against D.C., in my opinion. Uh, so that cannot happen against such a dynamic team like um, New York Red Bulls because they're going to be they're going to be victorious if that's the case. I mean, I don't want to be a party pooper, and I'm not trying to say that no, no, no. I want Orlando to win wholeheartedly. I keep repeating it. I'm saying that Orlando has a huge chance to win a championship, major championship, and I'm you know with the league, an important title right this is what we want this is the legacy of these players that have been stuck in orlando for over two years so you know it is important for them and i want to see a different type of attitude coming up uh let's read some comments from from everybody before we go to paola let's see i met salim it says i really hope this last game was a wake-up call for the team if you look at the last three games we cannot play that way against the red bulls yeah they will definitely clobber us uh, wholeheartedly Victor Rivera, Red Bulls has the pressure game and also a bunch of floppers. The guys need to make sure they know what to expect as they will as they will be it will be their downfall if they if they don't do that, right? Uh Victor Rivera says it was a great experience sitting by the players bench, especially during the PK. Oh, that's awesome. Colin Garby says I think Mukhtar actually wrapped his leg around Schlegel and poked it in. Yeah, yeah, I believe so too. Yeah, you're right on that. Victor Rivera says uh yeah, it was an, it was an experience uh, being by the players. Felix Quijano, a ver, this is uh, for, for us. Is Pareja on the hot seat? I mean, I, I believe if we don't, I mean, if we don't win anything this year and we don't make the playoffs, I mean, unfortunately, soccer teaches you there is, I mean, we, there has to be changes made. Now, it depends a lot of the front office what they're going to do. I believe Pareja has contributed a lot to this club, probably more than any other coach that has ever coached them. Um, more, I will say more than Inchi. And I know people are going to crucify me for it, but I think he has contributed more than Inchi. Inchi did it in the USL. His record in Orlando in the USL, in, in, in the MLS, is completely different. In the MLS, unfortunately, Inchi did not... Did not you know, the front office didn't want to see him there, and and he and went there's to a lot of people like Paola that have no attachment to Inchi because right. she, you know, he was gone. And I don't mean to jump in front of Paola, but I just want to two seconds on this. Is the seat hot? Yes, that's what I was told by sources that the wills are um, people. They feel they invested twenty-two million dollars on the club. They want results, and um, I gotta tell you this. When we play Red Bulls, the players are going to be playing for their, for the manager, for their manager's job. They, they're going to be, obviously, trophy, the club, all that glory. But they, they love Oscar Pareja. Uh, Oscar Pareja has not lost the locker room. Those guys will live and die for, for, for Oscar Pareja, and they are going to go to war to make sure that he's the manager in 2023. Uh, that, uh, that I know from good sources. Paola and Luis are privy of who that person is. So, uh, as I always told you, I don't talk for talking. I don't make things up. And, you know, I don't talk from my rear end. So, that's pretty much it. And I, I guess, Paola, you can uh, throw your two cents on that. Let's say that 
the team yesterday had a victory hangover. Let's say like that from Wednesday. They were sleeping. Um, next time I'm gonna buy them energy drinks or something because they were sleeping in the first ten <laughs> minutes. Not not yeah. in the in the first forty five minutes. Let's say. Um, they were not moving defensively. I, I I don't I don't know what happened. I don't have any any like victory hangover. Let's say like that victory yeah. hangover from Wednesday. Um, Mendes had the the shot of starting this game and he didn't move. He was not helping Urso at one point. I was like, are he's gonna move? He's not gonna move. They were all sleeping. Let's put it like that. Um, next time I'm gonna buy them energy drink so if um <laughs> the team permits me i'm gonna just uh pass by and, and and send them that um you can well if you see the highlights after the half time when faku and araujo went in the game changed completely yeah definitely changed com completely definitely. and faku when he get it got in nine minutes took him to get an assist and a goal And that speaks a lot. For those who didn't believe on this guy, if yesterday didn't shut you up, you have a problem. That's, that's it. Um, he has his heart in the right place to, to win that trophy. And Araujo, too. Araujo, like, moved from, from end to, to the back. He was the only one defensively that I could see around. I don't want to see that formation again, the three, four, the three, two, one. Yeah horrible you have to dominate if you if you yeah. want if you want th th yesterday was an experience i think like well, experiment technically oh go ahead Luis. no 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 definitely <laughs> um i think the reason why it didn't work i mean and in, in my opinion is um because and, and again this is not for me to criticize any other players i'm just saying it as a for tactics all right mm -hmm. i'm gonna go ahead and just just show this real quick before after i read jim d's comment so in order for you to play like chelsea because this is the Ch chelsea system three out back but who were the three out back for chelsea right um you, you know you have rudy Gare, you know now he's in real madrid now we have robin jensen and we have rodrigo schlegel okay now these are players that are part of the orlando system but Kyle Smith, in my opinion, I see him more as a left back, not as a third center back. He could play a right back too. Now, he has he has played the center back position, but more where Robin Jensen is. So, again, and then who do they have on the other side? The wingers. So, Michael Estrada, instead of going right up top, maybe as a second striker, he played the wing. He's a very dynamic, fast player, Ecuadorian national team, nothing to be taken very lightly. He's played Copa Libertadores. He's a player that maybe has a little bit more experience than Jake Mulraney and Kyle Smith put together. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to knock anything regarding the players, but this is what I'm saying. And then you have Christopher Durking, which, again, you know, he was probably one of the weakest links there. And then... They had a, a true six right there in the middle, which was uh, Skundrick, and he will go in the attack. And with Michael Estrada, they started associating each other through that right side. And because of that, they kept winning our back lines. They were going further than the back line. So the back line will start retracting. They will be advancing. 
And then because they were fast and faster, I will say, than, than our back line, they, they totally on the 1v1, they destroyed us. And then, you know, it, 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 was, it was our demise right there. Two goals in less than 15 minutes. I mean, that, that, that spoke volumes right there. Um, one positive is that the team uh, came back, right? Uh, I mean, yes, but the fifth goal was the same thing. So the fifth goal was the fifth goal should have not occurred, right? And, and why did it occur? Because the backline was not communicating. In my opinion, we need to keep it classic, keep it classy, uh, keep what's working right now. And unfortunately, I know maybe we want to give some players a break. Maybe we want to put, you know, Perea, and we want to put, you know, at some point we used to put Vanderwater, and we want to put Benji. But we need to honestly, now moving forward, we need to definitely, especially for the U.S. Open Cup, we need to we need to put the ones the ones that are working, and and um, and because the experiment did not work, uh, five three was the result, right? Uh, what are your thoughts there, uh, Dave? Well, <clears throat> about the day about, about the game itself, um, uh, I think just like uh, Paula had said, actually. Uh, before I say, uh, so we can finish out the comments, uh, Luis, real quick. All right. Uh, let me go ahead and finish the comments. So this is here, Jim D. And uh, that is what I chose to do with on my 4th of July. I, I got to see no wind, no fireworks, just a light show from a 1980s middle school roller skating rink. All right. Uh, Marco Antonio. Rah, un saludo, mi lord, dice. Un saludo, Marco Antonio. Del lado del fútbol. Un abrazo. Milton Boas, uh, I love this show, Purple Hearts. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. David Hunt, are we happy with Pato's recent performances? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I, will, uh, I, will, I will start with this, and then, then the guys can take over before I give you my vision of uh, DC. Um, Pato, has been, Pato has been an enigmatic player, right? Super talented individual, great name recognition throughout the world. He comes uh, on what you could consider uh, a cheap contract. Um, he scored a penalty uh, against DC. He scored a penalty against Nashville. And, uh, you, hey, listen, beautiful. But let's not forget he had the opportunity to get us level in Nashville. And, in my opinion, he crapped the bed there. Uh, again against Nashville. Same situation. Game against uh, DC, same situation. I'm in a mood right now where I want to win. And, I, and, and as I progress, I'm, I'm going to give you guys uh, our nightmare scenario. Uh, right now, I, I want to win. And uh, I want people that want to win, and I want people that want to contribute. Having Pato on the club, yeah, it gives us name recognition. Brazilian media comes. They interview, they interview him at the training grounds, we probably sell shirts, blah, 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 blah. But when he matters, 90 minutes right there in the 120 yards by 75 yards of the pitch. My friends, that's where our focus should be. Personally, uh, I, I think it's time to move on next year. I just don't see – I just don't see – Pato, a player of his stature, I, I just don't see the stats to back – why he should be here, and besides, we already have. He did us a favor by staying under his, um, <coughs> excuse me, his original contract. 
but a player of his stature is not going to play for that for that little amount, amount of money next year. Um, yeah, go ahead. Look, personally, I think Pato was a great signing. Um, I mean, it was a gamble that the that Pareja took under his wing. And just like he did with Nani when he first came from Europe, he re revitalized Pato's career. Um, and that's what he has done with Alexandre Pato. Alexandre Pato is not a player that's going to, unfortunately, I mean, he could play 90 minutes, but you have to make sure against what specific opponent he's going to do that, right? You cannot just have him play back-to-back -back games 90 minutes. He's a player that is, unfortunately, through his history, injury-prone. And uh, we don't want to lose a player to that caliber, that, that decision-maker player. You see how he executed the penalties? I mean, it was fantastic, right? It was like I was w watching like a game from South America. I mean, cool, calm, collective, um, no, no, no fear in his eyes, right? And those are the type of players that you want. The whole problem that I see, and this is DC United, I'm talking particularly with this United is the turnover, man. The turnover has been crazy in Orlando City. I think we still suffer out of the turnover. Like, for example, uh, one example is on the first goal, right? Mendes loses possession. DC goes in transition attack down on the right flank where it's Kyle Smith right there, line of three in the back. So the positioning was just terrible at that point, And then, boom, goal. Funtas, Taxi Funtas. A guy named Taxi scored on you a hat trick. Taxi, my friends. All right. Then, you know, it's just th that, that to me, that's the issue. The, the losing the possession. You cannot have, you can have as many sixes as you want. You can have Cesar Araujo, you can have Junior Urso, you can have Mauricio Pereira, you can have as many midfielders as you want, dynamic, no dynamic. But if you lose the ball, and you have a good team that goes in transition attack, and if your defense is not up to par, they will punish you. And that's exactly what happened. So we need to – I think one of the key things that I would say moving forward is stop the turnover. You stop the turnover, Orlando goes in transition, transition attack, and they need to connect. And they have done it in the past. It's just that, you know, they, they were decimated. They were completely decimated because we kept turning over the ball and they kept attacking in transition. Go ahead, Dave. Well, one of the things that, uh, you know, for the, for the people that follow my blog on YouTube, um, I try to record things throughout the game that I find that I think are interesting. At the end of the day, I make the executive decision of putting the footage that I think the, the viewers are going to enjoy and they're going to find interesting. For Nashville, I only put... The goal by uh, by uh, Rodrigo Schlegel and the penalty round. Why? Because the rest of the game, forgettable. For DC, nothing but highlights from the second half because, quite honestly, we were atrocious in the first half. This is the play-by-play -play, uh, on how these goals happen. Fifth minute, eighth minute, DC goals, open play. They just punished us just like Luis was talking about. They just, you know, basically got through, boom. And uh, there was nothing that um, the Pedro Galese could have done. He was out in on an island. The uh, the goal, the third goal on the 51st minute, a set piece. My opinion, totally asked before we started recording. How many times do you see somebody laying on the ground to allow the wall to jump and 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 prevent them from uh, sticking the ball under the wall? We didn't do that this time. Boom, goal. Then after that. Facundo Torres comes in in nine minutes. This is what a man that we paid $11 million for 
Shout out to uh, Jorge Torres, his dad. I spoke with him for about 30 minutes. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, 57th minute, Torres, open play, golazo. In the 66th minute, uh, Torres assists to Cara from a set piece. And my friends, we got a game in our hands. Then after that, unfortunately, in the 74th minute, we surrender a goal in open play to DC. Then the PK on the 78th minute, uh, earned by Benjamin Michel, Pato Converse, just like Luis was talking about. And at this point, we have a game. We, we can, we can, we're a goal away. Put all the meat on the grill. We go all attack, all forward. And right before the game is over, uh, a defensive error by um, Araujo, and unfortunately we lost. And to be quite honest, doesn't matter. No, we were already losing by a goal. Could have, we have done something with it. Who knows? Friends, it's water under the bridge. It's over. Uh, this is my focus right now. What's happening right now as we are heading to Miami? We hear the Miami sign. Somebody. Okay, great. That's Pozuelo. Beautiful. That's fantastic. I only care about what my, my team is going to be doing. Friends, right now, in these are the positions. Fifth place. Sixth place. Seventh place. Cincinnati. Orlando, New England. All tied at 25. And the reason why these three teams are in those positions are because of, uh, because of the goal differential. Thank you, Luis. Eighth place, uh, Charlotte with 23 points. Ninth place, Miami with 22 points. Tenth uh, place, Columbus with 22 points. Who are they facing this Saturday, these teams? Well, Cincinnati is facing Red Bulls, who's first in the East. Tall order for Cincinnati, but Cincinnati has shown that they can be giant killers this year. So we'll see yeah, what happens. Orlando is going to be facing Miami. Orlando is the only team out of this group that is has their destiny in their hands because they're obviously going against a team that it's in the fray, right? In the in, in this battle for this elusive lower end uh, playoff spots. So they're going to be facing Miami, who's ninth right now. New England is going to be facing New York City, who's fourth and on fire. So it's going to be a battle where. I feel that New York City is the favorite. So we'll see what happens. Charlotte is going to be playing Nashville. Nashville, in this podcast, you have never heard me say that they're a bad team. They're a fantastic team. And again, if you're a Nashville fan, you should be mad at Gary Smith for the decisions that he made because he had us against yeah, the Nashville's wall. Nashville's a, a great team. Absolutely. But that six in the West. So I am a Nashville fan this Saturday. They need to beat Charlotte. Because you know what? Those three points don't affect our race to the playoffs. Miami, obviously, playing Orlando with six. Uh, you don't have to ask me who I want to win in that game. Of unless, course. Of course. Unless Columbus uh, is going to be playing uh, Chicago, who's 14th. Miracles do happen. Let's pray that, um, that Chris Mueller uh, can – reach for his 2018th uh, Orlando City glory and they can win that game because this is the worst case scenario my friends if all these teams win and we lose we're gonna go from sixth place to 10th just like you heard in, in by this Saturday completely out of uh, uh, playoff contention and uh, three spots below the last spot in the playoffs can we come back? That's the question. I don't know. Uh, best scenario will be for Orlando City to win, for Cincinnati, New England, and Charlotte to lose. That will basically create a, a plug below us. 
and uh, you know, keep us comfortable as we sail through one of, a, a very, very incredibly hard month. And last, and with this, we'll go to Paola, neutral, meaning that these results go, uh, go our way and we stayed where we are, which is six. And that will have to be a tie with Miami, Cincinnati, and Charlotte losing. That's it, my friends. Uh, I, I know I heard some friends on Twitter saying that uh, it's problematic that, and I, I include myself in that group, that felt, hey, you know, we are in playoff contention. It's all gravy. But we have seen here that if we don't take care of our house, we're playing at home against Miami. If we don't take care of our home and all these other teams manage to get points, friends, we're going to find ourselves below the red line for the first time in the Oscar Pareja tenure and fighting back quite possibly is going to be very difficult. So that's basically what, <coughs> excuse me, what we have in store. Paola, if you have anything to add to this. No, no, we, we just have to win. You just describe worst case scenarios. Look at the Irish. If we, if they, lose and we just stay in our position but we need to win it's a die or advance at this point um july we spoke about it last week um july is the worst month after that international break that we had in june and i think we lost it yesterday water under the bridge like david said we just need to jump in on 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 saturday and have that winning mentality If we already bet, beat um, Nashville, we just have to keep that momentum up. I don't know what happened yesterday. They were just, like I said, victory hangover. Um, and that's it. Like, find, find. Paul, if I can interrupt you for a second. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, Nash, I'm um, sorry, Nashville. DC played their last game uh, June 25th against Nashville, which they lost. And, um, We played our game on Wednesday, 120 minutes, and then we have this game. So, so they, they have fresher legs. Some people say, hey, it's an excuse. You shouldn't. Uh, they're professionals, blah, 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 whatever. I think it's a factor that we cannot ignore. But I, I just wanted to add that uh, to what you were saying. No, there's more factors to the heat, the humidity, but it is what it is. We lost. We should have won. Um, <clears throat> I think Ruan was uh, playing um, injured. So I've been saying this for since forever. We need another source for that defensive, like left back or right back, either or. Because right now we're suffering. We're suffering there. And Ru Ruan passes, crosses. They, were, they have been not consistent like before. I don't know what's happening. So we need to look into that, look into the attacking Um, like we have said before, Kara is not that player, that creative striker. So we just need to win on, on Saturday. Let's see how the I boys mean, like recoup. You saw how Kara scored Alpha set piece. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's the reason why he's there. He's a number nine, he's a pivot, he's there to score goals that way. He's not gonna go and be a second striker and generate a play. To, to, to score. Um, he doesn't have, I mean, it's not like he doesn't have the quality. He does have the quality. Uh, he scored 14 goals in the Austrian Superliga. I'm, I'm not saying that, but, you know, we need to feed him, you know, uh, we need to feed him. And if we don't feed him, 
then we have no attack. So if, if we're going to go ahead and, you know, if the, if the, if Orlando wants to battle hand in hand, both tournaments with the team they currently have right now, um, either they find the set play as a weapon and they start doing set pieces like for hours, no end and finding connections, or you get another striker that's going to boost whoever is going to be there and give a little bit of more options or a second striker that's going to generate a play, Um, um, uh, like a um, a more dynamic striker or a striker that has more experience than the youth that you have right there at top. And, and, you know, again, um, there's an open transfer window and Orlando will be able to go ahead and uh, bid for whoever striker they want. Um, or whatever player they need. I think we do need a right back and a left back, in my opinion. I think we already have a left winger with Gaston Gonzalez. Uh, we need to see options up front, too. And also, we need to find a suitable replacement for Mauricio Pereira, in a way, uh, because if Mauricio needs time to heal and recover, we need to have him ready, especially if there's going to be a final of US Open Cup. What's the point of beating the Red Bulls so our A team doesn't get to play the final? There's really no point, right, to go to go into the final of the U.S. Open Cup with, you know, uh, play, you know, with our B team. Uh, I I don't think I don't think that's that's fair, and um, I, I would like to see other players step up to that number ten role. I think one player that can definitely do that, and we saw him in D.C. was Mauricio, uh, was Facundo Torres. I think he could definitely play the ten, but we don't have anybody that dynamic up top. So they need somebody right there too. Um, so uh, it's it's a give and take. Let's read some comments here from people. Thank you so much uh, to everybody that's online right now. Mar Rodriguez uh, says, "Saludos, mi gente. Un saludo." Colin Garvey, that's uh, that's 14 crosses all season, not just in these games. That's completely true. I mean, our set piece ratio is. Uh, I mean, we have the players, and, and I feel like they do the extra play. And no one shoots. It's it's pa- pass it back. It you know is a I mean? hot potato game right. in the box. You, you know, you pass it back and, and, and you wait and, and you pass it back again. Somebody needs to have the deciding factor right there to shoot. Um, you know, that's what happened with Facundo Torres right there. Deciding factor, shoot, goal, right? Colin Garby, uh, we have a, a severe issue with our fullback play between Moutinho and Ruan. We have only 14 successful crosses from them. Faku has 15 by himself. We can do that with a DP like Kara. That's exactly correct. I wouldn't. I couldn't agree any more with that statement. I think uh, we need to definitely take a look into this. That's why I'm saying, guys. I mean, this is not. I mean, I, I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just realistic, and I'm from Orlando, and I love this city. Uh, I, I'm, I'm. I'll be honest with you. And I want Orlando City to be cemented in history to deliver the first trophy for the city of Orlando, um, a major major team, right? A, a major team, a, a, a big trophy for the city of Orlando, and be able we can't to forget the the Solar Bears won uh, a trophy in two thousand one. But again, it's third division hockey. Hockey. And, and USL, all these trophies have always been magic. Are the only ones that can claim. Uh, Eastern Conference. That's it. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It's it's. I mean, these players and they deserve it. 
Andres Perea, um, you know, um, Junior Urso. I mean, these play- Rodrigo Schlegel, they deserve. I mean, this is, a, I mean, I know that players pave their own way, but they deserve everything they've given to the club. Oscar Pareja, their staff, you know, Jose Baena, all those guys deserve. I will even say communications for all the hard work they do too. I mean, the, the whole organization deserves to give the city, you know, they will, you know, a, a winning team, and giving them first major trophy will be a life changer, life changing event, a turning point for this club, in my opinion. And if if it's at the cost of not going to playoffs, you know, my, my friend, let's 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 let LFG, man. I mean, I'm saying I'm saying it right now. I haven't seen you know LFG. Let's do it. Like honestly, this is just my position, uh, LFG, because. You know, I think the city definitely deserves this. And I understand that the players want to do both. And I don't doubt it. I don't doubt Pareja. I think Pareja has been one of the best coaches I've seen, you know, um, in, in the MLS. I think he's one of the top coaches in the MLS, in my opinion. He can definitely have the under under 20 uh, U.S. soccer team. He can coach. No, no problem. I, I, I believe that Pareja is better than Berhalter. Mm. I mean, honestly. You know, and 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 but guys, I mean, it's all about results too. At some point, right? And, and Luis, on uh, Wednesday, um, I'm privy to some some information that one of our players had a, a swollen ankle, and he was told, "Hey, I'm gonna pull you back, I'm gonna pull you out, so to 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 you know, basically give you some rest." And the player said, "No, I want to win this. I want to win this." And uh, he went on, and he he won the game. Uh, I'm not going to say who it is. If you are a smart person, you can figure things out yourself. And um, and before we go to, to this thing with uh, with uh, Joao, um, I, I have to say, listen, my friends, uh, I, I, I unify myself to Luis' sentiments. Um, we got to win a trophy. We, we got to lift silverware. We, we have to. We have to. We can't continue to get to semifinals. And let and let somebody else beat us, and then go on to lift the trophy. Because that's what's gonna happen if, if Red Bull yeah. beat us. The, who, who do you think is waiting on the other on the other side? Twelfth place, Sporting Kansas City, USL, Sacramento. I'm sorry. The 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 true final to me is against Red Bulls here. Because if we win that one, and those guys have to come from the West Coast, and God forbid, is. <laughs> Is Sacramento at, at that point start putting the champagne on, on ice? Friends, it, we had an opportunity, we can let it go. Just like uh, when I spoke with uh, Jorge Torres, because he asked me, he told me, listen, I, I'm gonna tell you, he told me that, that Facundo wants to win that championship. Of course, that he wants to win, he wants to come here and go back to Uruguay, go back to the press in Uruguay and say, Hey, look at me, I just arrived here. And not even a year has gone by, I'm already lifting silverware. He wants that. He told me, he told me. I can tell you that. He told me his son has said that. And lastly, I, I told him also, this fantastic because you know what? It's $300,000 spot on the CONCACAF. These, again, these are guys from Comebol, so they never, they have never experienced uh, the northern half of the continent's football. He, he wants that. Let's give it to them. We have to go support. And just like, and with this, I give the microphone to Luis. Uh, and just like uh, the Luis was saying, um, Rodrigo said it. The fact of the matter, it, 
I heard the the I heard the the original audio in Spanish. He says we have to make it uncomfortable here yeah, when yeah. the visitor comes in. We have to make it a pressure cooker. That's what it is. You are the visitor. It it shouldn't be easy. That's why winning away it's such a big deal because it, everything goes against you. The travel, the the weather that you're not used to, the adversity. Let's show up uh, against Red Bulls, my friends. Paola, you wanted to add anything regarding that? No, no. Um, unfortunately, I don't know if you saw it, Luis, but Mauricio was injured yesterday at the end of the game. So I will, I'm curious of who's going to play number 10th on Saturday, and then hopefully we can have them by, by the I have an update table. on that, Paola. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Thank sure. you, David, for saving um, us. Two. So go ahead, Luis. So you want to talk about the injury or you want to talk about Moutinho? Uh, just real that? quick. This is just an update on something that sure. it's, uh, it's um, this is information from our friend Austin David. Uh, the official went on Mauricio Pereira's hamstring for Orlando City Communications spokesperson. If there's no concrete update, well, he'll be evaluated further today. So chances are in the morning we're probably going to hear, hear a word about it. He left uh, walking under his own power with discomfort. Um, to be honest with you, I feel that If he's ready to play uh, on on Saturday, uh, it's because somebody is laying hands on this man and praying. Uh, because you got to remember, the reason why he did not go to uh, FC Cincinnati was because was uh, he had, excuse me, he had discomfort on his hamstring. Um, he played 120 minutes. He played Saturday, and uh, so that's basically where we're at. Yeah, I think I think we need to save him for Red Bulls. That's just my opinion, because uh, if he if if it's a tear, it's done for the season. So, and without a number 10, without having a suitable replacement, uh, it is going to be tough. That means that Facunda will have to step up to be a number 10, which I have no doubt that he can do. I have no doubt he's played in Peñarol many times. But who's going to be our winger, our left winger? Is he so? So it's going to be Benji going to be Tesho because Tesho starting as a right winger now. So Mulraney, Mulraney. I mean, Mulraney kind of played the U, U, U.S. U.S. Open Cup. So that's what I'm saying. So we need to yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, these are the U.S. Open Cup for us is a major is a major opportunity. We need to definitely not jeopardize that whatsoever. I, I mean, the MLS right now, in my opinion, if you ask me, my personal opinion, it's second fiddle right now. I mean that's just that's just me, because I know for a fact next season more signings will come in, right? With a with a trophy, right? And we're gonna have Gaston Gonzalez, which is a top prospect in South America, just like Facundo is on the left wing, and he's not gonna have nobody that matches him, because his work ethic, the type of level of player he is, I mean he would show everybody, he would show up. He will be a, de a determining attacking factor to go in transition on that left wing. So uh, I, you know, I'm not too worried about right now the MLS. I'm worried about U.S. Open Cup. That's just my, my viewpoint. But uh, let's go into read some comments here. Victor Rivera, got to be careful. We thought we were going to beat last place DC and look at the result. And, and right. Victor, one thing I, I have to add to that, my friend is that Open Cup is a different beast because we can we can take it to extra time, we can take it to penalties, something that is an option that we do not have during the season, uh, during the regular season. So 
I have said, and I'll say it again, that most to defeat uh, Red Bulls, we're probably going to have to go the 120 minutes. So, again, don't leave early. Sure. And then, you know, we have here a tweet from Sack Lowey, right? I also have one in, like, French, I think, too, that they sent out. Uh, let me see if I can find it. But either way, um, Joao Moutinho is the number one pick of the 2018 MLS Super Draft. This is in talk to join Toulouse uh, in League One. Uh, has been offered a contract. Moutinho spent nine years in Sporting, um, sporting uh, Club Lisboa Academy before moving to the U.S. in 2017. He's looking to return to Europe. Um, personally, we need to have a plan B if we're going to let him go. I mean, that's, that's the most. Now, you got Mikey Holiday. You got Kyle Smith. Mikey you Holiday, have... who just won a U-20 championship in CONCACAF. Let's, let's remember that. Right. We have Mikey Holiday. We have Kyle Smith. We have uh, Alex Freeman, right? Now, are we going to have somebody in the, in, the, in the transfer window coming in? Is it going to be an MLS player? Is it going to be, you know, another player that maybe we know, you know, a, 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 a Yoshi Yotun could play that, that role too. I mean, he's a free agent right now. Uh, is he going to be a DP? Is, is he going to be somebody from the league? So those are the things that we need to definitely take into consideration because already teams are already making moves. Uh, Inter Miami just signed Pozuelo, which I think is going to change their dynamic. I mean, look, you have Mota and Pozuelo right now in the mid. I mean, this is going to be such dynamic player, like mid. And like, friends, we haven't mentioned that uh, Sylvester Van der Water has been released by the team, has been sent back to the oh, Netherlands. Uh, we got uh, we got a nice return, 800K, but uh, we lost money in the deal. We actually <laughs> have paid a 1.2 for him. So a little downgrade, but this I heard from uh, people that cover the team, friends um, that um, that shared this uh, with me. That uh, as a matter of fact, Austin David, I, I should I should give him credit. Um, the fact is is that uh, Sylvester has not recovered from his injury. Uh, what happened in the game against FC Cincinnati, I believe it was, or LA Galaxy, one of those two games. Red Bulls. Not, Red Bulls. Thank you. It was a it was a fracture. That that broken bone penetrated his muscle and did muscle damage. Uh, so it's gonna take time to heal. His new club are perfectly happy having him and rehabbing. We don't have that luxury. And uh, you know, uh, all the best to Sylvester. We will always have that night against Atlanta here at home. Uh, I think a young man with, with a fantastic story. Unfortunately, did not work out. He has a young family. So I, I really wish him the best. But the fact of the matter with, with Joao Moutinho, uh, a, a guy with another fantastic story, this guy left uh, 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 Portugal Sporting to go to the University of, uh, of Akron, I believe. It is. I know it's in Ohio. I think it's Akron. And then after that, he was drafted uh, first by LAFC. And uh, the greatest moment in purple for this young man was against LAFC in uh, MLS's back where he uh, basically got the equalizer from his childhood hero. Uh, one of the things that a lot of people don't know is 
He is from Sporting. He's from Lisbon, just like Nani. He grew up with Nani's poster in his room. He, you know, if, if you're asking him to tell you a story, when those two men hug each other in, in, in the highlights, if you see that, these are two guys, two guys from back home. Two guys from back home. Imagine, if you like basketball, imagine getting a pass from uh, from Michael Jordan and scoring. This is the same level of of uh, the same level of of, of um, and, uh, my apologies for the background noise. Uh, the same level of uh, uh, of excitement, and uh, you know, right, in my right. opinion, one of the things with uh, with Joao, he wants to go back to Europe. We don't need another situation like the one with uh, uh, Chris Mueller. He wants to go. Uh, God bless him. Uh, I trust Luis Musi and Ricardo Moreira, who are more than capable individuals. Obviously, this is not like oh, we're gonna let him go and and nothing. Um, this, I believe, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Luis. This frees uh, uh, an international spot. I don't think he had a green card. And um, then we also f uh, had uh, the freedom of another uh, international spot with Sylvester Van der Water. We would have we would have two available. Okay, two available. So, my friends, who's stopping us from going overseas and getting and, and getting a talented individual? Nobody. So, and, and you gotta remember the to the wills money is not an issue. I, I and, and Luis uh, and, and my friends, you forgive me if I get too excited. I'm Puerto Rican. I can help it. I'm you know this is the Latin heat. I guess uh, just had my son playing Fortnite, screaming after I told him not to. <laughs> uh, it's uh, the fact of the matter. I think my friends is that I a lot of us have PTSD because with Flavio we had to continuously shop, continuously shop. In the uh, bargain bin of uh, of players somewhere in the world, I mean, for crying out loud, we, we went to Libya to get uh, Mohamed Al Munir. Uh, who would have thought? Uh, it, so so people think that oh, we're just gonna go get some 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 guy or some bench warmer from MLS. No, listen, we have the money to go make noise. We have it. Listen, I I have spent time like Googling, going through the back roads, talking to people that I know uh, that monitor the world market. Nobody has said anything about Orlando City. So that can translate to two, two things. One, yeah, we're not making any moves, which makes no sense. Or two, we are going to make a splash. We're going to make a splash. Ricardo Moreira is one individual that you have noticed. He hasn't been in Orlando. He hasn't been in Orlando in a while. He has not been at the games. He has not been in uh, shown in any piece of uh, video mm -hmm. or anything that uh, content from the club. His social media has been quiet. When was the last time we saw that? When he signed Facundo Torres. Friends, we don't know. Like I said, I, I mean, trust that my club is going to make the decision, you know? Well, I mean, I'm going to give the mic to Paola. Paola, what are your thoughts of uh, potentially John Moutinho soaring out to League One? In France, I I agree with with Luis. Like, if we're gonna let him go, we we should have a plan B. I don't mind. Montaigne is being great. He's an injury prone. Unfortunately, when he gets a, a injury, he will go for months. Unfortunately, like last year or the year prior, I don't remember. I think it was last year that he had surgery. Then he couldn't came back. And then at the end of the season, he came back. So if he wants to go back, let, let him go back. But we should have a plan B because he's the only one liable right now 
on the pitch in the left back and right back. Um, because Rana has not been consistent. The only one there is Kyle Smith, and he didn't have a good game yesterday, but it's, it's fine. It's just one game. But let's see what happens. If he wants to go, c'est la vie. Good luck. Thank you for everything. We Wait. we should have a plan B. Uh, look, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, Toulouse is a small team in France. I mean, they have a lot of history, but they're a small team in France. Uh, I don't think they'll make that much noise. Uh, again, it, it's all about the determination and how much work the player puts in. Um, can he make a splash in the French side, in the French league? For sure. Does he have the 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 character, the willingness, uh, the drive to, to make it in, in Europe? Wholeheartedly, I, I say yes. Um, now, um, depends a lot on the player and the situations that happen, right? If he gets injured in Toulouse, he, we will have another... If he gets injured in League One, it will be another Chris Mueller situation, which he will come back to the, to the MLS and more than likely will sign for a different team. Now, do I want to see that? No. Do I wish him the best if he decides to leave Orlando? Yes. Um, what I would do personally is um, I would ask him if he does want to part ways to stay till the end of U.S. Open Cup contention. Once, once we, if we win it, he can leave with a championship and carving history of the club, which I think he deserves. You know, I think he deserves that. Uh, he's a player that, I mean, he's been nothing but work ethic, work ethic, uh, great player, uh, fantastic player in, in, you know, in the, in the locker room too, with, with all his peers, um, a role model with a lot of the youth players. So for being so young too, right. Um, a lot of character and I think he deserves that. Now I will, pre I mean, I, I'm no one to ask that, but I think that's what I would do if I was Moutinho. I would say, yeah, I'll sign my pre-contract now and I'm going to leave after U.S. Open Cup, after we win the U.S. Open Cup. And I'm going to play all these games coming up, give my 120% and, and do the best of my ability because that's that's my signature. And Joe is that type of individual. He has that type yeah. of character and integrity. Like I said, I, I, can't, I can't attack the man. The, the, he has played, you know, he has bled purple. And if, if he's, uh, his desire is to go to Europe, by all means. His family is in Portugal. This is a kid that came to the United States to play college ball, hoping for hoping for the best. And uh, you know, if if if, it's, if he feels that it's time to go back, uh, who are we to stop him from chasing his dreams? Now, if uh, Ricardo Moreira is listening or watching, as he uh, certainly does often, Mohamed Abu Fani, Maccabi Haifa in Israel, is available. He's a striker. He's cheap, and uh, you know. Ricardo, I'm just, I'm just letting you know, just letting you know that uh, we can go and get this guy. Uh, I don't know. Like, listen, I, I, at this point, uh, let me tell you something. I, I know, like I said, I, 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 after years of monitoring Ricardo's moves, I know when something is in the pot because he disappears. He, you know, Ricardo's the type of guy that's always posting videos of his kids. You know, his kid actually is. He's, I believe his youngest is a baby still. He, you know, posting videos of his kids and, um, and uh, you know, goofing off and all that. But when a man is, is working on something, he disappears. I, I still believe. 
I was looking at Twitter, and you know, it's 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 heartbreaking, my friends. It's heartbreaking to see how our fan base says, "Oh, we lack ambition. We are not gonna do anything." Listen, we don't know what's gonna happen, and people are already giving up. We can have that attitude, my friends. These are the type of people, friends, that uh, on Wednesday decided to leave early, and then when things happen, all of a sudden they're banging at the door, "Let me in! Let me in!" So and you know people? why I know this? You know why I know? I'm sorry. Uh, to finish this. Uh, and you know why I know? Because our friends from o, uh, OC Fan TV, they had to leave 10 minutes early to set up their camera and all that. And they told me that it looked like it was like a, a scene of the walking dead. People trying to get into safety. My friends, we can't do that. Either we believe that our team can do things or we don't. If you don't, stay home. That's perfectly fine. But for us, that still believe for us that believe in this club. Hey, we're gonna go and we're gonna and, we, and we're gonna hope for the best because that's the dream of every supporter. That today is gonna be our day. You know, and again, you know, you got comments like this on Facebook that are just like you don't understand, right? Insult to injury, fucking nonsense. After they took away a goal and the goalie acted hurt for five minutes, uh, play a commercial and then five more. They take two. I, I had nobody was tired and needed water. It's like. You know, how do you know they didn't need water? You know, like, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I want to see this guy playing ball. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, then you have, you know, stuff like this, you know, this team looks, what is it? What did they say? This team looks like they watch messy highlights all day. Then remember by the 85th minute, they aren't that good. They just start chipping balls forward. At what point do we admit as much as Pareja was an upgrade, he's no longer a cup winning coach. It's either him or we just have to be very lackluster or it's just him or we have very lackluster players. And I'm not sure I believe that. Every single week the passing is so poor. You know, um, clearly these are people that have not been since the beginning. Now, I'm not knocking them off. Yes, it was a terrible game for Orlando City. I think the backline had a horrible game. But, I mean, just saying, I mean, words have a meaning, right? You have to be smart on what you put online, too. You, you, you can't just you – know, you have to analyze football, in my opinion. You know, you have to be a fan of the, of the brand, of, the, of, of, of what Orlando stands for, and in my opinion, not about the result. Um, I think uh, this, this gentleman is seeing it the wrong way. Um, a pareja can leave Orlando and, and coach the national team. And then what, what is Sean St. John? And, and, and then Sean St. John, what is he going to do? And listen, this type of comment, listen, no disrespect to the gentleman. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. I, I personally, and I have said this before, we can disagree on opinions. I still, I st I'm still your friend. I have, I have used the example. I've been married to my wife 16 years, and we don't agree on anything. If the woman that gave birth to my children and that I love with all my energy, all my heart, we're going to have disagreements. What makes you different? What makes you special? Friends, the, if, if, if this gentleman that is making those comments definitely has not seen the debacle in Atlanta, has not seen what's going on in Toronto. Yes, they make some signings, but, you know, we don't know if they're going to pan out. There's a lot of teams. Uh, Seattle is at risk of not making playoffs for the first time in their, in, in their history. Things do happen. Things do happen. So, you know, it, it, like, right. that's why I say football is cruel and unpredictable. Right. I mean, and, these are, and I understand, you know, you know, we, we see Europe and we see teams like Real Madrid and Bayern and Chelsea and Liverpool and Manchester City. And, and we see those teams and we see those coaches. We cannot compare 
that level of football to MLS. First and foremost, Juan Rodriguez, he puts, I think our problem is we have six or seven forwards that can create plays and pass good, but neither of them are the, sco- uh, are the goal-scoring players we need, okay? None of them have that striker hunger to grab the ball and put it behind the net, okay? Like everyone is, okay? I think he listens to a lot of Duran Duran. I like Kara. He's good to have, but Tesho and Pato got to go. I know who's good, but he's an emotion wreck, wreck with a W, and makes simple mistakes. Smith is not a good option for fullback or center back. Lacks defensive pressure. He can pass. Uh, he, 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 he can pass great from the back, but can't do his position properly. Schlegel has no vision. He just scored in Nashville. If he wouldn't have vision, how the hell you put he has no vision? How, how the hell did he score if he had no, has no vision? No positioning. Uh, Mr. What's his name? Juan Rodriguez. ¿Cómo no va a tener posicionamiento? Si he metido gol, he estado posicionando de la mejor manera. Por favor, sea, sea más consciente de lo que usted dice. This has multiple openings for easy, great passes, but decides he can do a pass. Look, I'm tired of this team. So this is the top of, in, in my opinion, this, this is why we cannot have a soccer culture. I mean, I'm sorry to expose it, but it's the truth. It's the truth. Wholehearted truth. I want to see Juan Rodriguez play fullback. I, I want to see Juan Rodriguez be a striker, score 10 goals in a, in a season. Right? Everybody's entitled to their opinions, yes. But you have to honestly understand where, where are you at? Right? Where, where, where are you at? You are in the MLS. Right? You're not in, you know, you're not in Bayern. You're not in Chelsea. You're, you know, you're in the MLS, my friend. You know, and I, I think it, this is so, so, so tough to swallow. The thing, some of the things that people say, like it's, it's just despicable, man. I, I don't know what are your thoughts about that, Dave. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I gotta keep it short so I can give the opportunity to Paola since we are reaching the, you know, the, the final hundred meter dash in our podcast. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. How I said things in anger to friends, to family, to my wife, to my kids. Yeah, of course. It's disappointing. I'm going to tell you how my sons saw the game on, on, on last night. My sons, who are two-time champions, U8 and U9. I never played football. I never had the opportunity because, unfortunately, for us Gen Xers, Football was uh, a sport for the upper middle class. My two-time champion sons who have played the game, who have an understanding of the game, they had a great time. And as a and as a as a as a parent, I know I know Luis has a daughter, but she's still little. I'm gonna tell you when you have teenagers, when you get to that stage where you see that your sons no longer are little, they 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 are getting to your height. You can have mature conversations with them. And they start finally not just goofing all around or playing with their tablet, but watching the game and, and giving you the commentary of what happens on the pitch. They love the Orlando City. You know why? Because they have been, the Orlando City is their hometown team. And they, they had a great time. And, you know, I see it. I, I want to say it from their, from their eyes. 
adults, adults, Rome is on fire. But the kids, the teenagers, and if you don't believe me, again, I always use the example because our friends at OC Fan TV are the only ones collecting impressions after the games, live, raw. And you see the kids when they go to the microphone, and they, they're, they're very honest. Kids, kids will always give you honest answers. Kids will never dance around. The kids go have a good time. They, they love win or lose. They, they have a good time because they, they, they truly have a love for the game. Now, my friends, we have to understand that not every year is a championship year. I get it. We have a problem with our club where we were mismanaged for years, where we were doing things the cheap way. Let's allow the Wolves to do what, the, what happens. And, you know, and we ran out of time to talk about pride, which is another beast that, uh, that, that a lot of people are. Uh, that, that I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to see that Jared Dillon, again, had to go on Twitter. Again, on Twitter. Third time he has to do it. To tell people the rumors that we're selling the team, that we're imploding the team, oh, that yeah, we're moving no, the team. That's not happening. Are not happening. Are not happening. Yeah, and, I mean, and that, my friends, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Right. And I conclude, I conclude with this. Let's have the belief that things are going to be different. Let's start believing that. I, and I, I'm going to share a personal anecdote. Uh, you guys know that I'm an open book. I have a, a failed first marriage. You know, things happen. I'm not going to always go into details, but things happen. I found myself broke. Any man that has been to the worst knows that. Broke in the street, sleeping on... Uh, my cousin's couch, and, uh, and and having to restart. But, you know, did that make me angry? Oh, I will never get married. I will never trust a woman again. No, I got on the horse. I met uh, a, a wonderful woman. Paola has met my wife. And, um, you know, I, 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 the last 16 years have been the best 16 years of my life. Friends, just because a bad situation happens, it doesn't mean that it's going to happen over and over and over. If you personally are doing are doing bad things that obviously get you back to the same end result. Obviously, that's a different story. But let's believe that this is going to be different. And, and that's what I said, Luis. Let's believe this. these comments when we are basically declaring with our mouths, we're, we're speaking into existence, that we're going to be losing destroys me because we are not putting our trust into the men, the 18 men that suit up on game day and step on that pitch. I mean, these are, and I give the mic to Paula. These are people that have daughters, sons, wives. They go to church. They don't go to church. I mean, it depends on whatever floods or boat. They're normal people. Um, no soccer player in the world goes to a game to lose. And what I'm tired of seeing is if we're trying to be a soccer culture, I have to expose this as a journalist because it, 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 it takes back from the soccer culture we're trying to build because we can have temper tantrums like this online what a load of crap how how is this class's professional level these players can cross control pass defender shoot i want to see mr sean otwood on a purple jersey trying to go on 1v1 against roberto uh, roberto carlos or, or another uh, um, left back uh, marcelo from real madrid i want him to go 1v1 oh no no, no. alex freeman when to go against alex freeman and, and see Go watch your local high school soccer teams to see better than that. So why did you see? This is what I'm trying to say. Is like, are we trying to really uh, work into a soccer culture with fans that are going to be destructive like this? You know, um, yes, it's the internet, 
and then the next game, Orlando, let's say, beats the Red Bulls, goes to the final. What is, what is Sean Atwood going to do? Oh, great game, Kyle. Sign my, sign my jersey, Kyle. Huh? Hey, 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 buddy. So, so, uh, uh, take a picture with my kid. Uh, uh, uh. No, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, come on, man. We got to be a little bit more responsible. We're trying to be a soccer culture, right? Let's be a soccer culture. Let's support the club of what it stands and, and what it is for. This is the city of Orlando. The city of Orlando. Not, not, not the city of the result. Right? Are we Miami? Are we NYCFC? Are we Atlanta? Right. We're Orlando, right? We were USL champs, right? Successful club in USL, right? Brought a lot of joy into a lot of people's faces. Transitioned into an MLS. We, we were not bought. We didn't come into the league playing thousands of, of millions of dollars of, of the huge market. We're Orlando City. That's what makes us. You know, I'm talking as an or as a, as an Orlando as a, I consider myself an Orlando person. I am an Orlando person. So uh, I, I went to Olympia High School. I, I went to Dr. Phillips. I graduated. I graduated in, in UCF. You know, before uh, Bento Box was there, the, the Japanese restaurant. I was right there when Bortles was a quarterback. I was fucking there. Sorry to say that, but that is the truth. No one can take Orlando away from me. And and so I can't understand how are people so passive aggressive regarding this. Uh, it is frustrating. We're entitled to be upset. The players know it, and they're going to demonstrate it now on the next game. So what are your thoughts regarding that, Paola, right? Because you live in Orlando, too, for a long time. I mean, we're trying to build a soccer culture. How are we going to build it if we have nonsense like this happening on the Internet? Listen, from Wednesday to yesterday it was a night and day kind of situation i get it we we were not performing yesterday fine let's move on but let's be realistic like whatever you put in the social media like it will stay in social media right um we just have to trust in jared dylan he's trying his hardest i don't want to be in his shoes right now like kudos for him like if people want change, they need to be part of the change with him, right? It's like going into work. You don't have every single day, like, peaches and cream all the time. You have rough days. You have stress days. Same for them. The players are working. That's their job. They had a horrible performance yesterday. They're probably recouping. Probably Oscar Pareja is not sleeping at home looking at a recording. We don't know what is going on in the back in the back end. And we need to be human in that sense. To keep it short, I'm with David. Probably Ricardo is working in silence because it's better work in silence than making noise. He's probably looking for the best for the club with Luis, Luis Musi right now because I know that they like Oscar Pareja and they're trying their best to keep him on the house. But it is what it is. In every single sport, if you lose, what happens in football? Next day, boom, right. you lost? Bye. Let's, let's see another coach. Same thing with soccer. So 
if you wanna if you wanna see a change in the culture of Orlando City, you have to be part of it. You have to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. And I will yeah, end it yeah. like that. Definitely. I'm gonna read some comments here. Nijay Thompson can handle losing to the the pink bastards. <laughs> Nijay Thompson, I'm going to the Turnpike Derby. Yes, that's what I'm calling it. So I need to Orlando to win. For sure, we got to win that game for sure. Colin Garvey, thank you so much. It says, there might be an opportunity to find a nice loan from a Euro team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that'll be a great, I think that'll be great. Um, I mean, championship players are fantastic. I mean, we need experience. We need people like, you know, that can rub elbows with Pato, in my opinion, right now, uh, at least for six, seven months uh, at the most. Um, Jaime Chandia says, if we have the uh, GAM or TAM, we need to at least kick the tires on Chico if he really is on the trade block from LAFC. Uh, would give us flexibility in terms of formation. He's a proven MLS. I like that. That's, I like yep, that. I like that'd it be, too. I think that's a great opportunity. Jim D, we're on the Red Bulls dream team. We are the Red Bulls dream team. We turn the ball over in the midfield with no pressure. With pressure, we literally pass the ball straight to the opposition. That's what happened against DC. That's what we need to change. We can't we can't do that against a team that we have never been able to beat. And Jim, we're not saying that we are magically fixing our issues. All I'm saying is we're gonna find a way to win. Busca la forma, which is uh, uh, find the find the shape. That's that's uh, Oscar Pareja's mantra. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then we have also uh, Victor Rivera. We have to be careful. I um, know oh, Colin Garvey. I feel that we held Joao. We held on Joao through this through his injuries, mostly because of the favorable contract he was on. I think it's time for him to move on, but the club needs to act fast. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, we have great prospects, but it, I mean, so if we get knocked out of the U.S. Open Cup, we need to concentrate to make playoffs, right? And and the climb is tough, right? The climb is tough. So, um, are we going to do that with Kyle, with Alex Freeman, with uh, with Taylor Williams? I mean, they're superb players. Don't don't get me wrong. They're they're cornerstones of our academy for sure. Have full trust in them. But I mean, or or can we get just one player that's going to be right there, motivating, right, pushing, right, being a leader, a leadership figure alongside Antonio Carlos, that he's probably going to going to be back uh, by then. So I I believe that they should do that. Victor Rivera, I gotta be careful. We thought we were going to beat uh, last place DC and look at the. You're right, right, right then. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and dive in real quick to the pride. You know, they play in Daytona. Um, they, um, you know, they they ended a three game losing streak. Um, they came back from a two goal deficit. Uh, my my hats off for this team, uh, for for also um, Orlando City legend, right? That it's uh, coaching this team at the moment. Um, so Seb Hines, right? And uh, you have um, Strom uh, with a great goal. I think it was a golasso. And then also Darian Jenkins uh, cutting the 2-2 draw in Daytona. I want to give a shout-out to the Black Swans that were there, that they drove all the way to Daytona for that. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the, the, the place for me was like four hours away from where I live. So uh, I wasn't able to make it because gas prices are ridiculous right now. Uh, I'm completely honest, but um, definitely it was a game that I was very happy to see. Um, I saw it with my daughter, I will say. And my daughter is really now getting into that whole, she wants to be a, a beautiful soccer player, she says, right? Uh, so she sees the, the, the young pride players and like, oh my God, they you know, like look at their ponytail and all that stuff. My, my daughter's into Barbies and all that crazy stuff. So uh, you should see my house. And uh, 
anyway, she she lo loves it. So I mean, it was a great game, um, great great showing of resilience of the players uh, of Seb Hines as well. And uh, you know, let's just hope that you know this team. Cariabello played uh, fantastic on the left wing, in my opinion. He was she was the X factor for me. Uh, a, and uh, you know, this team has a lot of future. So let's let's hang tight on this. Uh, the front office is working diligently on signing new players, and there's one exciting player that's coming uh, for the Orlando Pride um, that comes from the Italian um, Serie A. She's from uh, Malta, and she's from uh, Malta. That's right. She's 18 years old. She's a uh, international forward, Haley Bujega. Uh, she's going to sign for a year. She used to play in Sassuolo, um, which is a team in in Serie A um, over there in the in the in Italy. And uh, she's a very dynamic player. Uh, she was the uh, best young player in Serie A for the 2020-2021 season. She scored 15 goals in 36 games in Sassuolo before, um, obviously, suffering uh, an injury that took her five months to recover. And she returned to action um, last October. Uh, she's represented her home country 14 times. She played the UEFA European qualifying matches. Um, she made her international debut at 14 years of age. It was the and um, so she's a she's a a, a young phenom, right? Um, I think um, Ian Fleming and and the and, and also Seb Hines have had words with her and have scouted her for a long time and you know they're very excited that she joined the team so um what it means for orlando i think that after trading jody taylor alex morgan taylor corniak and cindy larue this is a breath of fresh air that's just going to boost our attack um it because our the attack for the pratt has been depleted in my opinion um so this player comes in a very exciting time they're rebuilding but um, they are looking to the future, not to name recognition, which is how the leagues are going now, you know. And uh, I think she'll be able to give a lot to, to the Orlando Pride organization for sure. So I, I commend the front office for that uh, wholeheartedly. No, absolutely. So uh, uh, congratulations to, to, the, to the Pride on this great signing. Malta, my friends, for those that don't know, it's three islands just south of Sicily. It's a former British colony. People there... It's a mixture of Italian, North African, very nice people. Every Maltese person that I ever met, super nice, love football. They're, these people love their football. Unfortunately, small country in UEFA, you know, they, they get hammered. But uh, this girl is super talented. I, I saw her highlight reel. Uh, yeah. this is, this, for Orlando Pride, this is, uh, I love, this is like getting – uh, Alex Morgan when she was a nobody. This, in my opinion, this is the type of signing that we have made. Uh, I want to congratulate uh, Seth Hines, former Orlando City player, uh, Giles Barnes, former Orlando City player, who have uh, stepped on into the roles of managing and assistant managing this club. And uh, kudos to Jared Dillon for showing up and uh, mingling with the fans. Oh yeah. Uh, on on uh, on Sunday, uh, I spoke with several Pride fans. That they said that they unexpected uh, and uh, very much appreciated. My friends, again, our uh, president of uh, of operations, Jared Dillon, it's it's a man of the people, and it's, it's a man that everything that he said he was gonna do, he has established. 
and I have a preview. I know the clock is ticking, and, and, and you guys got to go to bed. Um, I, I spoke with a source close to the club. Uh, at the end of this, this month, there's plans to have a season ticket member barbecue. So all the, uh, the season ticket members can have an opportunity to mingle with each other, to get you know, autographs awesome. from the players. Um, it's, it's long, 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 long overdue. And also, there's also a possibility, maybe not this month, maybe in August, when the calendar allows it, um, on a weekend where we're not playing, uh, to have an open house at Explorer, just like we did in 2019. And again, it's going to be open to all the fans, the opportunity to hear from Pareja, the see players, get signatures. Because I think as a fan base, we need to get our little tribe mojo back. We need to get friendly with one another. We don't need to be fighting with one another. I say it all the time to fans. I'll be there too. Yeah, yeah, nice. my friend. I said to fans all the time, you might not like me as a person, but you rest assured, uh, just like you, I want Orlando City to do great. And the only the only place where we uh, break the, the the windows down, the, the 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 barriers down, you know, we stop doing this and we start, you know, talking face to face is by doing this uh, this this type of events. Uh, okay, let's read some last comments, then we'll go to Paula and Nij Thompson. If we, but if we had players in the correct positions, then we we wouldn't have struggle. This won't be favorable, but I actually prefer we stick to a variation of a three-five-two, whether it be three-four-two-one or three-four-one-two. The players just didn't execute it properly. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's the way the world is going now with three center backs out back. But you have two very dynamic wingers there to make that work. It's actually a five line, but the the two wingers, uh, so the two backs, uh, serve as assisting the wing and they go in the attack all the way down but in order to do that you need players like very dynamic right like the players from men's city right uh um can we get those type of level players for sure but we have to work with what we have and what's working in my opinion right victor rivera musi was at the nashville game that's yep, right he was mj thompson can't handle losing to yeah to the pink bastards yeah, so uh, Paola, last last uh, comments uh, before we close on the show. See you guys on Saturday. If you see me, I'm going to have loud and proud Orlando stickers. Oh, I'm wow. not going to offer it to That's anybody. Awesome. Just tap I gave my mine away to everybody. I, I still have so I still a couple have a of them. Yeah, yep. I forgot that I had them. I put in my cup, man. I forgot that I had them on the Nashville game. But, but at least for, <laughs> in order for, to, for you to get a sticker, you have to come down to us, the mortals, the common peoples. You have no, to calm down. You have to come no, down. I, I, I'm just very, I just very respectful because you know if uh, we'll, we'll meet before that for sure. Because yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, and, uh, real quick, uh, uh, sorry, Paula, are you done? No, no, no. You can go and then. I can no, no, no. Go. I just, I was just gonna say uh, uh, last words um, uh, in, on my vlog, uh, the legendary David on YouTube. I have videos for the last two games. If you wanna uh, see those, also I am on the latest episode of. Um, Orlando City Fan TV. My kids will be on the next one. Interesting, because I, you know, first time I'm proud that to see my kids, you know, expressing themselves uh, about the game. Uh, it took me by surprise. Usually they're very, very camera shy. My wife, she said, "You know what? I don't want to be associated with you because I have a job to <laughs> to protect." And uh, Paula, who has met my wife already, she knows. She's she knows awesome. Not, She's she knows awesome. I'm not making this up. No. Uh, so with that said, uh, uh, I want to uh, 
Uh, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Let, let, let's be let's be there on Saturday, friends. Let's be there on Saturday. This is Victor Rivera. Great show today. See you Saturday. Wait a minute. I saw you both at the game and they didn't get a sticker. Come let on. me get you. Let me get you one on on Saturday. Victor, I have, what I happened have is you, you caught us as we were saying goodbye, and unfortunately, yeah, and I was yeah, giving him the stickers. That's what yeah. happened. So. Okay. Yeah, so fair, fair so we'll definitely we're gonna give some stickers to Victor for sure. Uh, appreciate to everybody that's been on um, to the show today. Thank you so much. Uh, check us out on Twitter as at LPO underscore podcast. We're also on Facebook as uh, Loud and Proud Orlando, and also on YouTube. You can click on the notification bell for more notifications and subscribe to the channel. We are uh, at 403 members right now, three subscribers. Uh, let's get to 450, uh, hopefully by the end of the beginning of August. If you guys can just spread the word and have your friends subscribe to the channel if they want some of the best Orlando City news. Uh, and, you know, one of the, I mean, we do this with a lot of love for the City Beautiful. So we just want to make sure we provide the best content possible. So, just check us out, spread the word. Um, I also want to give a shout out to my brother. I know that he's probably watching this. He's in Peru right now. He's uh, living there at the moment. Um, my, my brother Juan Diego, he's uh, it's his birthday today. So I want to say happy Ooh, birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. Live to 120, my friend. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll see him. I'll see him very soon in November. I'm uh, going over there, uh, going to Peru. Visit some people, also meeting the people from my other podcast, uh, La del Fútbol, too. So, shout out to them as well. Uh, ch uh, again, check us out on YouTube at Louder and Proud Orlando. Uh, thank you so much, guys, and we'll see you guys uh, next Monday, right? Yeah, vamos Orlando. Vamos Orlando. Vamos Orlando. Thank you. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore ORL. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter, as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.